Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths, your community for the spiritually awakened, where we discuss, explore, and connect with fellow empaths, healers, intuitives, and seekers. Hello and welcome to Enlightened Empaths. We hope you guys are having a fantastic week and enjoying your holiday season. To kind of cap off our holiday season, we thought it would be nice to share some more dream visitation stories because, you know, they're just so heartwarming and, and confirming that love really does survive everything. And even, I don't know, the holiday seasons, Denise, they're, they're wonderful times, but they can also be very sad times when we're missing people who have gone or just taking time to reflect and really ponder on, on the year that has passed. And so I think it's nice to know, especially if anyone is feeling a little sad or stressed during this time, that our loved ones are with us and watching out and over us, and we can connect with them in meditation and prayer and especially in dreams. Yes. And maybe hearing some of the ways that this has happened for some of the other listeners could be a catalyst for you to open that door a little bit wider and, and have your own people invite them in to see how many different ways that this can manifest. Haven't you noticed that in your own world? Like if you're, I know for me, if I read a lot of books about angels and guides, I will have more dreams about my angels and guides. Like whatever I'm focusing on or, or reading a lot about or listening to, it's almost like it gives my subconscious mind this message of, oh, if they can do it, I can do it too. <laughs> That's good point yes so hopefully this will this will unlock any blocks in people's subconscious minds so that you too can have your own dream visitation this holiday season would you like to start us off sure uh, our first one says when i was first awakening which was about six years ago i had two dream visitations that were amazing and caught me completely off guard the first one was very short but i absolutely know it was a visitation it was the night of my 50th birthday, and I was struggling with several things that were happening at that time in my life. I had a dream that one of my ex-boyfriends from many, many years ago appeared, took me in his arm, and gave me a very sweet, gentle kiss, then smiled at me and was gone. I woke up with such a sense of love and peace. I know that he'd come to just wish me a happy birthday and let me know I was loved. The second visitation was very powerful. I was having a very disturbing dream when a man appeared in my dream, took me in his arms for the most kind and gentle hug I've ever had, and whispered in my ear that he was here for me whenever I need him. I woke up right after that with tears running down my face and an amazing sense of peace, wondering what just happened and who that man could have been. I heard in my head, Uncle Stu. I was very puzzled since I don't remember my Uncle Stu at all. I grew up in Utah and he lived in Wisconsin. He passed away when I was really young and really had no memories of him. I reached out to my cousin, 
Uncle Stu's daughter, and asked her if she had any pictures of him. When she asked why I was asking, I told her that I had a dream and wondering, and I was wondering if it was him in the dream. I didn't explain any more at that time since I really had no idea if it was him or not. She said she would ask her husband to email me some pictures. When I received the email, he said that he'd included three different pictures of Stu at different stages in his life. As I was scrolling through the pictures, none of them looked like the man I remembered in my dream. But as I got to the third picture, I realized there was one more at the end of the email with no explanation. And the man in that picture was absolutely the man in my dream. I called my cousin and explained more about the dream tour. I asked her about her dad and if he was a really kind and gentle man. She said you'd never meet a more kind, gentle, loving, and giving man. I asked her how tall he was. As the man in my dream was only slightly taller than me, I'm 5'9", and I had a vague memory that my Uncle Stu was a very tall man. She said he was around 5'10 or 5'11", and I knew for sure that he had visited me and that he was always watching over me. I still don't know why he chose to reach out to me or why he's watching over me, but I'm so grateful that he picked such a loving and wonderful way to let me know and that all the pieces came together for me to verify that it was him. Wow. Oh my. Wow, he's right. It's just and just the fact that she could validate it. Because I think sometimes that happens and we may not have family to reach out or there might not be a photo or someone might not know that side of the family. So it feels like it was very synchronous that Uncle Stu made sure that he could validate that it was actually him. Yeah, and you know, it could be, I know we had mentioned on another dream visitation show that sometimes I feel one of our family members is kind of like the guardian of the family and they just check in on everyone and make sure everyone's doing okay. Or it sounds like uncle Stu is just, is just that guy, you know, those people who are super thoughtful and they think of everyone and they remember everyone's birthdays. My, my uncle Bobby was like that. You know, we didn't see him a ton, maybe once a year at the most, but he always remembered birthdays and special things. And he would pop down to show up whenever you needed him in, in a second without, without even second guessing it. He would just clear his whole schedule for anyone in the family. And it sounds like Uncle Stu was like that. Yes. And for the daughter to say, for her cousin to say, he was one of the kindest, nicest men you'd ever want to meet. So that's validating what you just said as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, he knew that she just needed that hug. I, I think that's absolutely wonderful. I remember one time when my mom and I moved to Connecticut and my my dad was in the hospital. So it was just a really strange time and he couldn't help us move into this new house. And so it's just my mom and I, and we're at this house in the woods. It was like, our driveway was like a quarter of a mile. It was really way set back. And there's these movers moving us in and they kept looking weirdly at my mom and me and they kept asking questions like so you two are all alone here in this big old house in the woods that must be scary and they just kept saying really creepy things like that and so my mom called my uncle bobby who lived two and a half three hours away and said i just feel really unsettled and he owned his own pharmacy he was you know he had seven kids of his own the guy was busy he got in his car and was there so fast. I don't even know what kind of speed limits he broke. And 
you know, just totally took control of the situation and uh, spent the night with us, made sure we were safe. Just such a nice man, you know, and so maybe Uncle Stu was just that kind of guy. Yes. It's good to have an Uncle Stu or an Uncle Bobby. Yeah, it really is. Have that person in your life that you know you can count on. Okay, here's our next one. This one says, here's my story about the night my grandfather passed. He had been declining for a short while and we knew it was coming soon. He passed a few days shy of his 98th birthday. I loved him so much that I named my son after him. Luckily, they got to know each other for 12 years. Oh, that is wonderful. The call came in about 9 p.m. It was a school night, so we decided to wait until the next day to let the kids know. I have a daughter who was about 14 and my son was 12. My husband took the call and let me know that he passed. We hugged, but I did not cry. I felt really peaceful and was relieved in a way that he'd moved on. He'd been ready to go since my grandmother passed eight years prior. Anyway, I went upstairs to say goodnight to the kids. Upon walking into my daughter's room, she said, Mom, your aura is glowing white. I knew she could see auras, but she typically didn't announce it. I hugged her and went to bed. That night, about 3 a.m., my grandfather showed up in my dream. He was laying on a bed with a sheet covering his whole body and face, and I was standing next to the bed. There was a nurse's aide in the room. All of a sudden, he sat up and started to put on his shoes. I said, Pop-Pop, you're alive? The nurse's aide stood up and grumbled about having to go do paperwork and walked off. He looked at me quizzically and said, yes, I am going to finish my walk with Jesus. And he shuffled off. That was it. Tears started streaming down my face. I knew in my heart he was letting me know that he was okay and continuing on his journey. Oh, that's beautiful. It really is. It is. And the, you know, it sounds like the whole family was so touched by this man's presence. And the fact that the dot, the little girl, the younger girl could see uh, the aura, that's incredible. That is really incredible. You know, um, one of my favorite books of all time is Testimony of Light. And it talks a lot about life on the other side. And it's told from the point of view of a woman who works in a nursing home on in heaven. So it's it's a, it's a true story, but it's it's really a great book. Anyway. So she works for this nursing home in heaven and, and they heal people with light. And and her job is to help people realize that they have died and and acclimate themselves to the other side. And then they can continue on their journey. As this man said, he was going to do, he's going to finish his walk with Jesus. I love the idea that there's a nurse's aide at this like rest home in heaven, who's pissed off that she has to do paperwork. Like, can't you just, haven't you worked with some people and you just know that when they get to heaven, they're still going to be like that, you know, <laughs> like, really, I got to walk through this gate and then I got to fill out this paperwork and show my ID. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Our next one. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my parents owned a restaurant in the middle of nowhere, Illinois, the restaurant, the Curl Inn had a very unique style bar in the shape of a horseshoe, and it was a well-known establishment. The restaurant has been closed for 10 years, but was open for 35. My dreams are always at this bar. It was a favorite of many. All of my birthday parties were here. Big memories, a beacon of my life, if you'll have it. The, The two dreams that stand out the most for me, the ones before my wedding in 2019, and the discussion of my son's middle name in 2021. 
The major players in these dreams are my maternal grandfather, Bud, who passed in 1998, and my husband's mother, who passed in 2006, Eileen. I was nine when my papa passed, and I've never met Eileen on earth. She passed before I met my husband. The night before my wedding, they met me at the bar. There were others there too, but everyone was talking about the day, how beautiful I'd be, how much they all wished they could be there. Eileen asked me to be patient with her husband as she was the strong one. She also thanked me for including her on this day. My husband still walked her to her seat. She did an Irish prayer. We did an Irish prayer for her. My papa hugged me and told me how proud he was. I woke up ready for the day. The second dream, she came to see me again. This time, though, there was no one else at the bar. It was a private meeting, to say the least. We discussed the name we chose for my son, Kevin Theodore. We were set on the name Kevin as an ode to Eileen. She said she was honored and said she was proud of the person her kids were growing into. We hugged and I woke up. That same day, I asked my husband if we could change his middle name to her maiden name, Crowley. He was speechless and started to cry. I told him about my dream, how his mom was so proud of him and excited for our next chapter. It was a total surprise when we shared with family and friends. Family shared that Kevin Crowley was supposed to be Eileen's name if she was a boy, but she was not. Our world came full circle that day, knowing that our son is named after his grandmother and the family name is living on. I have many dream visits at the bar, many times with old patrons, my deceased family members, or strangers. I don't remember them all, but I always wake up remembering everything about the bar and the restaurant. I miss the Curl Inn, but I'm glad it holds the meeting place for my mother-in-law and papa. Oh. Okay, that's incredible on so many levels. Very much so. I mean, first of all, it reminds me of my Oceanside dreams. It's almost like many of us have this place we go to on the other side to meet with our loved ones. And it makes sense because this was such a special place for so many members of that family for 35 years. Also, just as an aside, to have a restaurant for 35 years, that's that's very impressive. They must have been amazing. But also, I love how this dream mentions that they knew, they knew that she was honoring them in her wedding ceremony. How many times have you been doing a reading, Denise, and that comes something like that comes through as a validation? Yes. You know, yes. they they know, they see, they come to the weddings, they come to the funerals, they come to the birthday parties, they know all of that. And gosh, are they appreciative of it? And and how many times have you heard in a reading, like, thank you for uh, using my name. Thank you for honoring me. I hear that over and over and over again. And for her to have that validation direct from the horse's mouth, as they say, in these, in these dream visits. Oh, that's just so beautiful. And just the fact that the name, that really touched my heart. But that should have been her name if she was a boy. And now the family name continues in her grandson. That's That's beautiful. It really is. Our next one says, since my grandma passed when I was in my early 30s, I have had visitation dreams. My first was my beloved grandma. My dream was on my dad's boat. We were headed down the stairs and I was worried she would fall as she was overweight and I knew I could not lift her. She said where she has been, she was now healed and healthy. She hugged me and I woke. It felt so real from the banter we always shared right down to the hug. 
The next dream was, was a dear friend who had passed from AIDS. He told me it was time to close my business as the area was changing and that I was pregnant with a daughter, both of which came true. After that was my son's father. I had not spoken to him in 20 or so years as he had a very serious drug problem and had left when my son was two. He was such a brilliant but sad fellow who just couldn't find his way. In my dream, I was washing my face, getting ready for bed. I bent over the sink to wet my face, and when I stood up, he was behind me. He was wearing my husband's Pendleton. He looked gray and could not speak, which frightened me as I knew he was dead. I screamed and woke myself up. I sat up in bed and thought that was scary and snuggled with my dog and fell back asleep. The next day, I felt off all day and then remembered the dream. I did a Google search and found his obituary. This was at the beginning of my spiritual journey and played a big part in my learning to trust my intuition and the unfolding of my gifts. I've had others and I now pay attention to these visits. Wow. It sounds like he was having a hard time on the other side and maybe was reaching out to her for some some prayers and some help or or just needed to show up and say, you know, I'm sorry for everything that, that unfolded. Right. Right. And just the um the clarity that came through for her is pretty impressive. You know, and the, the dream with the dear friend that had passed and said, you know, to close the business, it was changing, that pregnant, both of that happened. And then to have the son's father come through, I think that personally, I don't, I don't know, but this person must be very uh, intuitive and connected to be able to connect with someone who still is in that healing stage on the other side or in yes. that. I'm not the person to talk to about earthbounds and people caught in between and all that stuff because it's not my forte. But I would wonder if does that ever come through in dreams for people that they're connecting with someone who is uh, having a more difficult time transitioning? Yeah, I definitely think it can. And I and I think that's why one of the things I mentioned in my book a lot is how important prayer is and how we need to pray for our deceased loved ones, because just as much as we need their help, sometimes they need our help too. And the power of prayer cannot go unrecognized, you know, and and if you, if you just remember them with love, if you send them love, if you say a prayer for them, if you donate to a charity in honor of them, anything that, that sends up positive energy for that person, it helps so much. And you might not see it. You might not have a dream visit where he comes back and goes, wow, thank you so very much. That helped me progress to the next level. But you will know it. You'll feel it. Right. Our next one says, I had my first dream visit right after my uncle passed away in 2016. In the dream, I was in a dark cell and was trying to tame a horse. There were snakes coming at us from all directions. And after failing to fight them off myself, I... I threw my arms around the horse's neck and just held on and prayed for someone to help me. All of a sudden, the wall opened up of the cell to a bright light and a field, and a huge group of people were there in the opening. Most were just light beings, and I couldn't make out their features. In the front were my grandparents who had passed, but it wasn't their full detailed features. It was like I recognized their essence or their souls, and a young man I didn't recognize. The young man spoke to me telepathically and said, you've never, you never have to face these challenges alone. We're all here supporting you, always. 
I hugged him and my grandparents and then woke up. It felt so much more real than any normal dream. Later that week, we had a memorial service for my uncle and my aunts had put together a large photo collage at the front of the church. I realized the young man had been my uncle Jules in a younger, healthier form. I find so much peace knowing people are looking out for me. Recently, I had a dream about someone from my hometown who had passed away from cancer that I knew, but not well. Her daughter is my age. We were in the basement of a dark house and her daughter was sobbing, saying, how can she live without her mom? She had no idea what path in life to take. Just then her mom showed up with a lantern behind her to light up the room. She was stunning and was just emitting pure joy and light. Her daughter couldn't see her, unfortunately, but I could. Her mouth didn't move, but again, somehow telepathically, her mom told her she would always be there to light the way for her daughter. I told her daughter to start walking and her mom would light the way. Her mom, quite literally, walked ahead and turned on lamps all over the house so we could follow the light out. Next, we were sitting at a table and her mom said she would be there to support her always and especially during her wedding. She had just gotten engaged. She said, whenever you find yourself thinking, what would my mom say or do? You already know the answer. You know me better than anyone, and I'll always be behind you and your brother, supporting and loving you from where I am. It felt so real. I don't know this girl well, but I did end up reaching out to her and asking if she would be open to hearing about a dream I had about her mom. We ended up talking, and thankfully, she she absolutely needed to hear that and was so grateful I told her. A few months ago, I had another dream. My mom was on FaceTime with her mom who had passed. I called her my nanny and I heard them talking from the other room. I ran in and was so excited to catch up with her as in the dream I was aware she had passed away several years ago. I said, nanny, oh my gosh, I have so much to tell you. I got a dog, I moved and I'm getting married next month. And she said in her typical fashion, Oh, please, I know all about your dog. And your yes, your fiancé is very handsome. I haven't missed a thing. Plus, you know I'm just a thought away. It's as easy as pressing a button on FaceTime. And I'll see you later. I'm catching up with my daughter. I thought that was a beautiful message. She was keeping up with us all and was just a thought away. I that, love that. It, it's just so real. It's so true. And in, in all of the examples... It was, we're here for you. We're only a thought away. You're never alone. We're watching out for you. That consistent message comes up over and over and over in these dream visits. And I think sometimes when we are maybe feeling like possibly isolated or alone, or where do I go from here? If we can reach out to our folks in spirit, it may give us the solace and comfort we need to be able to keep going when we're here. Yeah. And I think it's okay if you need that reminder over and over again, you know, don't, don't feel bad asking for that help, asking for that assistance. We all need those reminders. Right. I have to share um, a funny story real quick. So some dreams I do feel are just dreams, right? Where we're just kind of processing stuff and it's not our loved ones coming through, but even those dreams that aren't our loved ones coming through can be really, really instructive. So uh, longtime listeners will be happy to know that I finally sold my minivan. 
I'm no longer a minivan driver, Denise. (laughs) (laughs) Congratulations. Thank you. So I'm dealing dealing with the paperwork on the the new car. And the guy is saying to me, what do you do for a living? You know, because he's got to do my whole credit score stuff. And I'm like, oh, here we go. So I said, well, I'm I'm a writer and a podcast host. Oh, what have you written? Oh, dear. Here we go. I wrote a book on dreams. So he's plugging in all my stuff and he goes, you know, I have this recurring dream and it really disturbs me and I don't know what to do about it. And I said, oh, what is it? And he said, well, no, I can't share it. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, it's really weird and and you'll judge me and I'm too embarrassed to share it. And I don't know why, but I just said, do you have a recurring dream that you're burying a dead body? Oh, he dropped his pen and sat back in his chair and he goes, how the hell did you know that? (laughs) And I didn't want to be like, well, I'm a little psychic. So I just said, oh, it's a very common dream. And uh, he said, yeah, I, he said, that's my recurring dream. And he said, you don't, you don't know me. He said, I, I'm not some sociopath. I don't harbor any weird fantasies. I, you know, he said, please don't, don't go thinking uh, Jeffrey Dahmer on Netflix here. Okay. And I'm like, no, 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 I, I get it. It's, it's a symbolic dream. I said, it, it usually means that you're trying to bury something and you're not ready to bury it. I said, are you going through a difficult time right now? And he said, well, I'm, I'm in the process of divorcing my wife. And oh. I was like, Oh, there we go. So we had this like wonderful metaphysical spiritual discussion about learning to forgive and let go and dropping expectations all while I'm signing (laughs) this car. (laughs) So of all the salesmen, of all the people you could be doing that paperwork with, my gut feeling is spirit had to have you be the person sitting in that chair to bring through that message for that man and to listen. That's wonderful. Well, before that, you know, he had mentioned that he teaches his Wednesday night Bible school. So this was not a guy who was like, oh, you're a psychic. So uh, that's why I was not very, you know, uh, what's the word forthcoming about what I, what I really do for a living. (laughs) So the fact that he was open and receptive to that is interesting. But anyway, I just share it because Sometimes we look at these dreams and we're like, oh, well, that's just a weird dream. Or maybe I was watching that creepy documentary on Netflix and that's why I dreamt that. I think we have to look at all of our dreams in in totality and think, is this a dream visit? Is this precognitive? Is this a message from my guides? Or is this a symbolic dream where my subconscious is trying to tell me something? But I, just as in our last email we shared where she says, you know, just like you press a button on Facebook, I'm just a thought away. It reminds me of what John Holland always says, you know, spirit never waste a thought. Well, I don't think our selves, our soul, we don't waste a dream. Every dream I do feel has meaning and significance, even if it's just a, a strange kind of disturbing symbolic dream, like like the one that man shared. Yes, yes. And it's it's a chance for, I don't know, maybe... You would know this better than I, but sometimes just that calm of being able to shut our thinking mind off and let things heal or figure themselves out without us trying to overanalyze it. Yeah, exactly. 
which is why it's so important to write these dreams down because you might think, oh, I'm going to remember this. This was so important or this was so exciting or joyful or, or disturbing or upsetting. I'll remember that. But you'd be surprised. You won't. You won't. A couple of days will go by and, and you'll forget it. I had to find an email that I had sent to a friend of mine because I had sent him a story and I wanted to share it on uh, on one of one of the podcasts. And so I go into my email and I search his email and there's there's this dream I had sent him from like 2016 or 17 that was like really powerful and impactful. I had completely forgotten it because I hadn't written it down in my dream journal. Instead, I had shared it with with him and, and my friend Deb. So it, it's so important to write these dreams down because sometimes even in the moment you might not understand it, but upon reflection, it'll it'll make sense. So I think it's important to talk about your dreams, but also to write them down so that you can see, you know, what is my soul really trying to tell me? Now, in these dream stories that our listeners have shared with us, you know, those are, well, I think those, these dream experiences are impossible to forget, right? I mean, you have a dream where your uncle hugs you or or your grandmother's FaceTiming you. I mean, it, it's hard to forget those dreams, but but some of the other dreams are just as just as valid and, and we need to write them down and record them. Another really cool thing about writing them down and how if you do keep a dream journal is it works the same way as a personal journal is if you go back, sometimes you can look and say, oh my goodness, I never made that connection at the time that this was going on in my life and that. So something that might seem random now, when you look back, it could become a clue to something you could apply now saying, oh, that's when I dreamt about this, this happened in my life. So if, especially I think for, and I've said this before, I get a lot of cryptic dreams or I get a lot of things that seem disjointed or a lot of symbolism. But as far as dreaming about people I know and stuff, not so often. Or I'll dream about the same person over and over and over again, and then nothing, dust bunnies and tumbleweeds. So I think paying attention and having them written down, you might be able to find some clues into how dreams work best for you as well. Yeah, those are great ideas. And it's a good suggestion to treat it like a like a journal. Usually what I do in the morning is um, after I, I wake up and I recall as much of my dreams as I can, I hit the microphone on my phone and I just record it into um, my reminder app. And then it's, you know, all saved there. But on mornings when I don't have to, you know, get out of bed and, and get in the shower and walk the dogs and start working when I have some time, my favorite thing to do is to take out, I have a, a tarot journal and I pull a card for the day and I have a little sticker and I put the sticker there and I write what the tarot card means and I write what it means to my life. And then I record my dream with it. Oh. And I, I love doing that because it it kind of combines all of it in one. But I, I don't have time to do that every morning, maybe one day. Do you ever think, Denise, if you had time to do everything you needed to do in one day, you wouldn't you wouldn't have a day, you'd have a year? <laughs> I think a lot of us right now are trying to reprioritize what really needs to be most important on our list. We do yes. a lot of things that I think aren't, uh, they shouldn't be in the top three, never mind, or even the top 10, but we make time for them at the exclusion of other things that will bring us more joy or peace or prosperity or, or just fun. 
Yeah. Or just fun. I know. I think about it a lot. Like I, I want to have time to meditate every day, to journal every day, to, I love to have time to just play with my crystals. I want to have time to just be with my kids and, and really walk my dogs. And, and I'd love to have time to go to the gym. And then there's other things you have to do, like, you know, work your job, <laughs> <laughs> pay your bills, clean your house, run to the grocery store. So yeah, maybe that should be our word of the year time. Oh, Oh, yeah, we'll have to think about that before we, before we do our end of the year show, right? Yes. All right. Well, thank you guys so very much for taking time to send in your wonderful dream visitation stories. Remember, if you want to share one with us, you can email us enlightenedempaths at gmail.com, or you can just drop us a line or share a question that you want us to answer on our Community Connections monthly show. We hope you've enjoyed these as much as we have. In the meantime, please remember to show up, do great work, and share your light. Take care. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.